Hi, my name is Jay Paul. You're listening to the Jay Paul Hernandez podcast, powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. And a lot of us are struggling right now. Life feels like a never-ending roller coaster, ups and downs. And some people have been messaging me saying. Sir, they're full of downs. And I mean, I, w- I wish I can embrace them all, but the pandemic is really not allowing that. And I would love to pray for people. And But, you know, there's a limitation to that. You have to really do something with, with your life. You have to take charge of the struggles in your life as well. So yes, prayer works, but there is something inside of us that needs to synergize so that we can get out of our, our bait of being stuck and then move forward. And that's why I'm so excited to even listen to my guest today because I, as a leader, there are times during this pandemic that I am afraid to sleep because when I wake up, there's going to be fires in the business or the organizations I lead. So that's my personal fear or my stressors right now. And I know she deals with a lot of leaders, helps them become high performers consistently. So listen with me, learn with me. And I hope you all become better leaders, better performers, because the world needs us. The country needs us. Our loved ones needs us to be better. And with that being said, and let me introduce to you, sorry, Coach Anda. Hi, Coach Anda. Hi, thank you for inviting me today. Thank you for being here. And I'm just so happy that you made time for this. When I was looking at your LinkedIn and your website and everything you do, like this woman is legit. (laughs) Coach Anda, before we start, can you just share one thing or three things, not three, but anything that you're grateful for the past few weeks or just today? I'm grateful for the little things in life. And I realize also with the pandemic that the little things are the big things and maybe the things that we've been, we've been neglecting for a long time. So little things that could be um, time with family or it could be simple things like um, enjoying a good book or watching a good show. Um, so I've learned that because, you know, when, when you're very busy, you have so much on your mind, but it's also focusing on on that on that on that time to be able to just you know sit with yourself, enjoy the things that you love doing, reflecting, prayer. So I think um, putting that all together um, makes makes you also a better person. I think it's it's something that uh, we've probably been forgetting for the longest time also because we've been so busy with um, work. So it's I think it's all about uh, finding ourselves again. So I'm grateful to be able to find myself again although the work that I do is helping people also find themselves finding their authentic and true selves but with me as a coach also I've deepened that journey with the pandemic so in a strange way I'm, I'm grateful for this big boss that we've had yeah yeah you are correct you know I just reflecting from that I was yes the stressors were are real but it has pushed me to beyond my boundaries that I didn't even know I was capable of. I'm just grateful that I'm surrounded by uh, like-minded people who can talk to, say, you know, I'm really stressed with work. And, and there's people who help me out. And and just, you're right. I just, I just want to say, you're right. It, it, this pandemic is stressful, but it has allowed us to achieve a new way of creativity if you allowed it. So, mm-hmm. yun lang. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Coach Anda, you are experienced, highly experienced for many years with dealing with many high-performing leaders. So these are not just leader-leader who post. Because I've seen people on Instagram or social media, they, they say, I'm a leader. But when you get to know them, it's just really more of social media clout. But mm-hmm. you, you have really dealt with high-performing leaders, people with high stress. And mm-hmm. people think that leaders are bulletproof that they don't have problems what they don't see is behind the curtain people are normal people who just decided something like that um to to live in a in a different way so can you share to me what are the common traits or 
common commonalities that you've seen and 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 you have encountered personally with high performing leaders yeah so i i want to say also that i agree with you there are different um there are many different kinds of people out there many different leaders as well um but with all the leaders that i've coached for the past 11 years i could see that um there are certain traits that come out with successful leaders and i think for leaders out there or managers who are listening and people who lead a team it's good to know that um these are the top maybe top 3 things that um every successful leader that i've worked with has so i think number 1 is vision so having a clear vision of where they are and where they're going and being able to also not just um see that vision but to also have some stops along the way and to be able to stop and reflect and see are are we still headed the right way are there are there strategies that we need to change are there action steps that we need to change and just really seeing things for what they are so sometimes it's hard for that a uh, hard to do that because if you're a successful um leader and you just mm-hmm. want to go 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 you don't want to yeah. stop So it's it's good to have that balance of going but also looking at where you're headed. So with vision also what's very important is um not just how you see where the where the organization or where your group is heading but it's also making sure that the people around you or the team that is under you is able to understand that vision because i find that a lot of times that it's only your vision alone um for 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 leaders uh, who are kind of like having a hard time understanding why doesn't my team get it or why why aren't they with me because mm. there hasn't been a real conversation with the team or individuals in the team about the vision of where they're headed and in um in the and in the discussion of vision it's important to be able to just say um this is this is how i see where the team is going and i want to know what you think of it so asking the team what do you think are your challenges how does that apply to you how does that affect you so um sometimes in the conversation vision, visioning you can just focus on the good things but i think it's also good to just highlight what can get in the way or what are the mm-hmm. questions in your mind as a team or what are the challenges that you have So it's it's good to be able to face that. Yeah, so a leader with a clear vision, a clear and compelling vision is important. And when it's compelling, that means you're able to not just do that vision for yourself, but you're able to get the buy-in of your team. So especially now, you know, team buy-in is important. And I want to add that with vision, it's uh not uh it shouldn't be like a self-serving kind of vision. It should be vision with impact. So if you know where you're going thinking about uh how how does this affect uh the people around me how does this affect my clients or our clients how does this affect the organization so always um zooming out and seeing it in the bigger picture of things I'm trying to see the the impact so I think impact is important so purpose and impact is very important in creating the vision and with that mm-hmm. put together you have a very strong purpose And um I want to say uh, right now in this pandemic uh what's keeping uh, a lot of people together also of course there you know there's some bad days but what's an an-, an anchor is really understanding what your purpose is your because your purpose is who you are your why I always say to the leaders that I coach that organizations are also living and breathing beings because it's like a human in itself because it's composed of people And so you have to be able to find out what is the why of the organization and how does it speak to the people who work for the organization. So it's also understanding everyone's why in connection to that bigger why. Mm-hmm. So that's vision. Um the second one is um being able to have compassion and emotional intelligence so you've been hearing emotional intelligence for for a while now but right now it's really at the forefront yeah. uh, making sure that people um in the organization especially leaders are able to just give people space space to grow um making sure that they're meeting people where they're at because i said like i said um a lot of times when you're just focused on um this is on my own direction or i think this is where these people should go without really asking them then that's really not for everyone's personal growth 
So you always have to think of, um, like, let's say a succession plan, or you always have to think of career development also, because in a popular survey run by Gallup, um, that's one of the actually questions that comes out. So people stay if they feel like um, it's, it's, it shows that they're, they're growing in the organization. So um, you have to be able to think of that as a leader. So there's compassion and part of compassion also and care is to be able to see um, the emotions of people. There's a, there's a lot of emotions going on right now, um, especially as a leader, you have to be able to not just check in, but genuinely care about them, not just check yeah. in because you have to check in or you watch a webinar and checking in. It's, it's, I think it starts with intention. Intention yes. that I really want to take care of my people. I really care for them. And um, when you have that intention, people will be able to see that through. So mm. because if you don't have the right intention in the first place, um, people will, will not be able to see that. And you won't be able to get their trust or they, they may not um, connect with you as, as much. So, it's so going back to that, it's important to be able to um, care about people that way. So it's going beyond the goals. It's, 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 uh, it's all about understanding where people are operating from. I think that's the <laughs> love key. It. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and it's, it. It, it's, it's connected to, um, you know, before people used to think, oh, that's so soft, you know, if you think about um, the behaviors, the whys, where people are operating for, but guess what? That is the secret to performance. Because if you just focus on the goals, the strategies, action steps, that's nothing. If you don't look at how people are, are where people are coming from and where are they operating from. So you have to be able to um, remember that, that um, try to find out as you talk to people where are they operating from, what will motivate them, what will encourage them, what's their environment. And everyone has a different answer to that. Mm, everyone yes, does. Yes. So trying to find that out as a leader. Um, the third one that makes a uh, leader successful is when, you know, you hear the word agile a lot. And I, I want to mention that because growth and agility and resilience, you know, putting that all together, it's all tied up because um, you need to be able to be that strong leader also that um, like the captain of the ship, when it's a stormy sea, you have to be able to take control of the ship, even if there are challenges facing you. Um, it's being able to take it um, and, and take it head on and, and still being able to um, know where, where, what you need to do and where you're headed. The ability to be able to step back, look, things, look, look at things objectively, and not being impulsive, so being more of reflect, a reflective leader than a reactive leader. Last year when the pandemic hit, um, I've had a lot of leaders who were very um, reactive to the situation because maybe yeah. you know they were panicking and all that. But that's not good because when you're reactive, um, and you know you're being reactive because you, you know it's a sudden surge of emotions and you just want to do it without really you know, having time to process it. When it's that, yes. it's a reactive reaction. Yeah. Yep, so you yep. want to be able to just pause. Um, so uh, yeah. So and and to be and to be able to do that, you become more aware. You have better decisions. But an agile leader also is is someone who is um, able to see adversities as areas for growth, um, mm -hmm. areas where they can challenge themselves. They're not afraid to go um, be out of their comfort zone to be able to learn. So yeah, taking, taking, um, taking everything as a learning experience. But um, I also want to say that um, even if you're that kind of a leader, it's al also important as a leader to, be, to show the human side of you. So especially in this pandemic, it's okay to just, you know, show people that you're, you know, you're not feeling okay. I mean, not yeah. like you're, you're also overwhelmed or you're stressed also. So it shows that, that, that side of you also as, as human. It's an area where um, people can connect to you more. So I mm. think in this whole pandemic also, the most important thing is that connection. So if you want people to connect to you, you want to be an anchor um yes it's good to be strong but you also there are also times that you have to show when you're not feeling okay or it's you're yeah. having a difficult time or it's something that you're struggling with and so um that makes you more real i feel like i attended a very expensive course thank you for giving it for free and i'll be very frank with you the first 
I was reflecting while you were sharing and my biggest blind side when I was a new leader, I'll, I'll share it with you because uh, my, my strengths when the strengths finder is futuristic, learner, maximizer. So top three strengths. So I love, 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 love learning. I love trying new things and I really have a big margin for innovation and mistakes. Mm-hmm. But the problem was I could t- I could taste the vision. I could taste what I see in my mind, but I fail to make sure that people understand what I am seeing. And what happened? They were burned out. We were going different directions because it was clear inside me, but it was not clear with others. So nakaran ng friction um, and 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 really really. Bad. Yeah, so that's the that's a big question that you have to ask yourself. For also other leaders out there, um, with what you're doing, is your team really aligned? Aligned meaning you did not just communicate it one way, <laughs> but you're able to really check and have conversations with them if they understood. Um, yeah. One tip also to help making sure that they understood is asking them how will this impact your group, or how would you apply this um, this direction that we're having? How does this affect you? So you want them to be able to think about and to reflect about it. And you can see from their answers if they're aligned with you. That's why it it requires a deeper kind of a conversation. Yeah, yeah. You know what you're talking about? Yes, sales, marketing, supply chain. That's very important. But this is like the bottom pyramid. Like if it's Maslow, it's organizational health. And, And a lot of organizations today don't really care about it. And, and that's why there's a lot of looting, connivance, a lot of issues that cannot be resolved with higher salaries or, or, or performance basis. Because if there's something wrong with the, with the, with the foundation of the, the structure, there will always be something wrong. And in your experience, Coach Anda, how do you overhaul this? How do you deal with this kind of person? Especially if, if probably you'd feel that you're not capable. You you feel small. You you feel insignificant. Like there's an organizational health issue that you feel that you can't solve, you, or you don't know how to solve it. You don't even know. You know there's something wrong, mm-hmm. pero hindi mo pinpoint saan ba yung issue. Ano ba yung is it a cultural yeah. problem? Is it a process problem? Imaganyan. Yeah. So maybe the first thing I'd I'd help that leader understand if the I was coaching that leader is to find out um, what, that, what that leader has done um, already at this point. And um, also I'm trying to understand, like taking a step back and looking at the organization at, as a whole, um, what are the parts that are still areas that that leader needs to understand to be able to, to, to see the bigger picture? Mm. And... Um, once we're able to really understand um, the, the different components of it. So making sure that you also are very clear, like what is your objective? What do you want to know? Or what do you want to get out of this? Um, is it creating the clear vision? Or is there something, a uh, department in the organization that's yeah. not working well? Or there's something, you said organizational health. So, and like, yeah, you don't, and you don't know where to start. So, so there, so it's taking that step back and looking at where are the constraints in the organization right now? That I'm looking at, and um, in those constraints, uh, what are the areas that I can maybe look look at and work on, and then digging deeper into trying to find out what the real problem is, because sometimes we see things at the iceberg level, so it's at the surface level only. But if you try to dig deep and try to find out where do you think it's coming from, asking yourself why, um, trying to find out what's the cause of this act. Because with, with, with every action or with every behavior or every result, there's a story behind that. Mm. So you have to be able to go deep and find out the root cause of that. And after you found the root cause, um, with that leader, I'd probably say, what are the resources that you can use to be able to help you solve um, this challenge. So and it's really, if you look at it, it's really in two parts. One part is the clarity of yeah. where you are. Because sometimes, yeah. you know, you can be overwhelmed. Where do I start? So clarity of, of um, where, you, where you are and what are the components of that problem and where are those problems coming from? And so the second part is really 
um, the action step, like what are the resources that I have, you know, realizing that you're not alone. You actually have people there to help you. If you can't um, get an answer, you don't have all the answers. You're not alone. You have an organization to help you. So thinking about if these are my constraints in the organization or these are the pain points, then um, who can I talk to or how can I get that data? So for example, I, I'm not a leadership coach. I, I'm a leader and I'm not a leadership coach. So like when people come up to me, Jay, I don't know what, to my, what I do with my team. Again, again, again. And daming sense habits. But yeah, um, best thing I can do is just like probably have coffee with them. And kamustahin mo sila. That's my always answer because I don't have context kasi these, these, these issues sometimes are interrelational na hindi mo makita talaga unless like you are gonna come in the organization or you're really coaching the leader. So mm-hmm. I just, wanted to get your insight because yeah. these are things that when people come up to me and say, what do you think? I said, I don't know. <laughs> um, I have a very uh, crucial question. One of my favorite questions, and it's a very simple one that I like asking all the time. So, and I think that's also my, my skill as a coach, being able to mm. compartmentalize things, um, helping people see, see things with clarity. So mm. in your head, because it's like a, yeah. Whole, um, it's like a spider web with so many yeah. things connected to each other and you can't really see the patterns yet. So um, it's being able to see that. And the first question you can ask if you're talking to someone is, what would be most helpful for you today? I love it. So it helps you just narrow down to just one thing, right? What would be most helpful for you today? What do we need to focus on today? Um, mm-hmm. if, we, uh, if we're going to focus on that, what would success look like at the end? of our you know discussion today so those are very powerful coaching questions and um i use it a lot um because a lot of people do come to me with a lot of things we can't focus on too many things in a, in a one hour coaching session so it's really all about what is that one thing and i and as a coach i help them sift through because sometimes you know that one thing i have to verify whether that's the really one thing that's very important that's going to impact um the work that you do so you have to ask yourself that the the work that, that I do and focusing on this one that one thing is it really that important or there are other things. So sometimes I try to bring it out, bring it out and say what else? What else is there? What else is there? And after you have like a list of 3 or 4, I make them choose oh, focus on the area that's going to help you the most. That is so powerful because mm-hmm. I was just reflecting on the many times that you are i i myself have been worried because when you're emotional you want to deal with everything and you really have to always you know step back see things on a bird's eye eye view and really prioritize and see what's really urgent what's important or what can you do with with what you're capable with your situation with your resources and and that's very very valuable um i like being very focused so you can um i like working with only one two or three things that's it because I feel like if you're able to concentrate on um, those three powerful, impactful things, it's going to really change so many things. Mm. So I think also, especially in the world we would live in today with the pandemic, it's easy to get overwhelmed. So just mm. asking yourself, when you're overwhelmed, asking yourself that question, what is the one thing I need to just focus on right now? Yeah. You can just go by the hour and it will yeah. help you get through. Yeah, I was... Uh... I was reading a few weeks, a few weeks or a few months ago. I think it's it's from Michael Hyatt. I don't know if you know him. Ah, yes, the yeah, he's in sales. I think he's written some books. I've, I've yeah, seen some yeah, videos. Yeah. yeah, and he was saying that the biggest thing that you can give to yourself is the power of saying no. Hmm. It's saying no to good things, so you can make say yes to the great things in your life. Because once you're winning, and I've experienced this sometimes, you'll be invited, you do this, do that. But sometimes you have to say no to certain things if it's going to rob you of what's really important, what's, what you are really targeting. That's just um, something that I, I recalled while you were sharing. Mm. Coach Anda, why did you become a, a coach? Because <laughs> um, yeah. you know, you, you're, you're, very, you're very knowledgeable. I believe you can, you can, you know, you can do other things. Why did you do this? And just share your story, your your journey in becoming mm-hmm. a coach. So, like I said, I started coaching eleven years ago, 
But before that, I was working for a very long time. Um, started off my career career with sales, and mm. then I focus on marketing. Um, uh, focus on creating marketing strategies for different brands, and then from that, um, I went to HR for a while. So when I did that, I was my my search was really all about people. So if you can see that marketing is really about creating strategies for products that people will use, right? Trying to get into the minds of consumers. Um, if you do sales, it's really getting into the what will make the client buy the product and try to understand their behaviors. And then the third one in HR is about understanding the people in the organization. So that was a common thing about all of them, but I was not so happy still. So mm-hmm. it, is a, it is a journey um, to be able to discover what is it that I really wanted. But I realized that all those three careers were clues to what I was drawn to. So I, I realized that I liked reading people. I liked looking at patterns, behaviors. Um, I liked unlocking them and helping them discover things that they've never realized about themselves before. I love it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and so when I um, left corporate and decided to go on my own, I did some soul searching and I came across coaching. So in the first year of coaching, um, I, I was a life coach. It was okay, but still not it. So I yeah. think in for, for those who are career seekers, it's important to be able to find out um, if you like people, what is it about people? So you have to always dig deep. And if it's I'm in coaching, is it really life coaching that I want to do? Do I get a, really a joy out of it? So I like helping people, but I still, yeah, better, better than what I was doing before with a business, but not enough. So I came across executive coaching. I did really well with this uh, one client. And I'll always remember her because it was a pro bono client, but she didn't mm. really know that. And so, but I performed really well. Her boss is very happy. I really helped her as a leader. That was, um, I think, my second year in coaching. And um, yeah, and then that's when I came across executive coaching. And I realized that, um, you know, your journey or who you are as a person, the things that you pick up, it, it all comes together somehow. So like the, um, I was very used to the business environment. So I didn't realize I was kind of looking for that more than the life coaching part. Yeah, so I decided yeah. to get away from it and move to the um, leadership business coaching part. So I liked that. And then um, really, um, I realized in my journey as doing executive coaching. So, so from that one client, it became so many other clients after that. And um, my purpose also is to help leaders bring out the human side of themselves. Yeah. So, uh, something that maybe they've forgotten over the years so, um, some, uh, or something that maybe they've lost from the, about themselves. So it's interesting mm. because I coach top leaders and organizations. And, um, and that always comes up. You know, I ask them about purpose. They can kind of articulate it, but still they realize that the, what they're thinking of on what they want to be as human beings or where they're going as a person, they're not really fully doing that in at, at in their work. So to be able to help leaders just be that person, be able to live that, and um, not just at work. Um, sometimes I ask them, but they I don't ask them not to share with me the details. So I ask them how is now how is this now impacting your personal life? So whatever changes that they've made at work, they've also realize that they're also making those changes in their personal life and it has helped them become a better person overall um and because they're leaders and i chose to work with top leaders because i feel like they can really influence the culture of the organization they can influence um change they can help um their teams become better people so uh, if you if you if you did look at my linkedin i I'm, i focus on covering blind spots of leaders so i like that yeah. people things that people don't see i'm able to see and bring that out and also helping people build team strategies and because i like um people i like understanding the dynamics of, of teams i like uh, helping leaders read their team as well so th- that's the area that i love focusing on because like i said in in the end it's really the um the kind of like uh, i'd like to call it like humane leadership where they care. There, there's heart. A lot of heart there. They care about the people. Um, they care also about themselves. They're they're better individuals, not just um, in the office, in the organization, but but outside it and, and at home as well. I love so, it. Yeah, uh, my whole journey. Thank you, thank you, Coach Anda. And I just wanna wanna honor you with something that I've been, you know, just seeing you the past 
40 minutes that we've been talking, just with years of working, I've noticed some people, not all, but some people think that coaches should be loud people should be like ah ganyan. but sometimes when i'm working with these people who say they're coaches sometimes becomes about them because hmm. they're very loud and nothing against extroverts but what i've noticed about you is that the whole time that you've we've we've been discussing or sharing stories is that you have been able to really manage your emotions well yung yung may may care, may empathy, pero may certain stance of a coach. It's very similar to a counselor, yung, yung magaling na counselor, kasi kailangan, ano eh, kailangan yung coach, just, just saying this to the listeners, you, you should look for coaches like this, na they know what they're doing, and they're not, they're not gonna parang overcome you, but mm. they're there as a peaceful, calm pond, or ocean, or lake, that, is available to you because if that's the positioning of the coach, it's going to be about you, the, the client, the coach. And, and that's what I've just been feeling with coach and uh, the past about R that we, we have been discussing. And well, thank you so much. Thank you for your kind words. And um, I, I think also it's important as a coach, especially when the business of helping people it's about intention. So um, what message do you want to say or why are you saying it? And, and why are you here to help uh, other people? Yeah. So I think it's important to remember that as well. It's, um, it's just interesting you said that because um, in a coaching conversation, uh, believe it or not, I'm, also, I, I'm known also to ask very tough questions. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think I'm able to get it across But because there's that care. There's that care for people. So um, leaders out there who are listening also, you can really get across even tough people or difficult people when you show that you care for them. So the, if the words come out differently, it's not like you're um, going against them or you're trying to yeah, yeah, fight them or something. So it comes again from, how can I help this person? Or yeah, what, will, yeah, yeah. You know, um, what will be helpful for this person that I'm talking to today? Yeah. Yeah. I really noticed that because uh, I just don't write it anymore on my profile because I studied um, NLP. I, I studied oh, life coaching because yeah. I thought I wanted to be one until I realized the main thing was that I can't sit <laughs> for one to two hours. And sometimes, uh, yes, I, there's the empathy, high empathy, but you know, it's hard for me to not create a to-do list for the client. <laughs> <laughs> yung hindi ko ma-separate yung sarili ko. <laughs> so, that's <laughs> when I knew, Yeah, I, that's when I knew this is not my gift. And it, I, I have to step back and find something else. And that's when I realized how oh, I think I can be a better speaker <laughs> and, and, and do workshops or facilitate than be a coach because I'll be causing more harm than good. <laughs> coach Anda... I, I'm really enjoying our discussion because I believe, you know, what you're sharing, a lot of people need this because I, I'm being coached. I'm regularly being coached by my coach. So it's really one of the big blessings. And when you were saying earlier, young blind spots and, and, and when I, so the thing for those who are listening, when my coach finds about my blind spot at this certain thing, kahit panalo na ako, parang, may, I, I promise you, like 10 out of 10, mapipikon mo na ako. Like, hindi totoo yan. Oh, ano? <laughs> yeah, it's Have kind you of had experiences to... like that with your clients? Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot also. Because um, the, and the process that I use has a lot of feedback. Um, and it's for, for me, feedback is very important because in Philippine culture, people um, have a hard time giving feedback and receiving feedback as well. Because mm-hmm. we also like to be nice we care about relationships but there's also a downside to that if you're if you're trying to just be nice all the time but you're not also able to face um the difficult conversations or the realities of of certain things so i do a lot of that and and um i think to be able to just sit with feedback you have to again ask yourself how is this going to help me as a leader um because it's hard because you want to you know, you got to get out of it. You want to be defensive, but it has to go back to 
Um, yeah, so how it will help you become a better leader. And and sometimes for difficult ones who are not who are telling me that, you know, it's that's not me or um, that's why were they saying this and that. And the thing is perception is perception and and perception is important with um with the people that you lead right so that that's very important so it's asking yourself um what can i do to be able to help with that perception and if i change if i do some adjustments how will that help me also in the long run so it's giving meaning to maybe some something difficult that you're you're hearing that's and, very and find, finding reason to that yeah yeah that's very lovely um if we become better people, even not about the monetary thing, it will become a better world. Agree, agree. It's sorry, I have to. Say, it has to start with you. Uh, no finger pointing, and you see that a lot when I do, I do workshops or I do um, coaching for people. Um, sometimes you want to just put your finger in someone, and um, and sometimes people tell me that, but that other person needs to change, or my team needs to change, and things will get better um yeah that's that's partly true but if no one's starting it and you realize that already then you have to start with it you still have to start the change process of hap- of that happening and once you start that then that's when change is really going to start happening not just um at work but in your personal life as well i'll share something very uh personal in a sense that pandemic leadership experience um just because of what your shit's sharing so, so we, I run a logistics company and we are essential, but majority of our clients are not. So it's mm-hmm. a, you know, it becomes a domino. By September, I think I had many sleepless nights. Tapos na kasi yung fear buying, yung mga ganyan. So it was, nor- COVID was normalizing. And I was just looking at our numbers and, you know, looking at our numbers, comparing it, how we are as an organization, etc. Then I had to make that crucial decision and then discuss it with the leaders that, guys, yes, um, COVID sucks, but we have to stop blaming COVID. (laughs) And it took us two weeks from me talking about it and, and like, eventually, like me admitting, you know, I, I, these are my mistakes. And then, and then sharing it to the team, and then eventually, for the team, oh, ano, talagang kailangan natin. We have to face the music and really, you know, um, cut what needs to be cut to move forward. Because uh, if we really care about our employees, we have to make certain sacrifices and 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 be agile and do different things now, or else the whole company falters. Everyone like the whole ship sinks yeah and, what, what you're doing was really focusing on what you can control and and also just admitting that yeah there's two things things we can't change for now but what's one thing that we can do so if you focus on something within your control then there's more um there's a bigger chance that you're going to put action to it and not just stay in i wish it was like this i wish it was like that so but it isn't so you have to see it for what it is so you see what you can't you cannot change for now and what you can change Thank you. This is a very refreshing discussion. Just, you know, just talking to you makes me feel that I'm not alone. I don't know why. Why? Why do you have that gift? (laughs) I don't know. Tell me. (laughs) Why do you feel like you're not alone? I I just, you know, because you deal with other people too. And I think as uh, just knowing that there's somebody else caring for other people Mm. makes me feel not alone. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Yeah. And and maybe the things that you've been hearing are things that other people are experiencing as well. And yeah. so it makes you feel like, yeah, I'm I'm not alone in my challenges. Other people <laughs> go through it also. And yeah. um, I took a course actually before the pandemic, very timely, on self-compassion. Um, I took it from the source of the person, she's an American, um, who uh, thought of self-compassion. And and she was saying that it's about um also giving yourself space and understanding yourself but also one of the key key um things about self-compassion is remembering that you're not alone that there are other people out there with a similar story with a similar challenge and we felt that with with the pandemic that we are as we are one world experiencing the same thing together but yeah but sometimes we get away because why is it happening to me why is it just me i have the biggest problem 
But no, um, it's just that um, you're not able to see that there are others out there. And there's so many people, millions and millions of people out there around the world, from the North Pole to the South Pole, doing the things in the middle, that there's um, people are going through similar stories. And that's why you also have groups um, for um, different things. Of course, not all of us join those groups, but you can see that. And that's also why there's a coach for different kinds of things, because people go through the same things, like a career coach or a relationship coach, a coach, a health coach, an executive coach. Yeah. So it's just, I think, remembering that, especially during this time when the numbers are getting higher and it's another wave of the pandemic. It's knowing that you are not alone, that you have others and finding groups actually to um, understand you. Or yeah, getting a coach to help you to help yeah. to help uh, find support for that. Yeah. Yep, that's very powerful. And for those who are listening, really find a coach if if you think you need an executive coach, a leadership coach, strengths coach. Go to Coach Anda or find a coach that really works for you. I, for me, I, I really love being coached. And I'm being coached. Natutuwa pa rin ako na nakakausap ko si Coach Anda. So, gets nyo na. Parang sobrang importante nyo sa buhay. Coach Anda, I want to end with this question. What can you say to a person who wants to perform highly but is really struggling right now? Whether it's emo- it's there's something just out of whack internally. I understand the out of whack. So me as a coach, I have days when I'm out of whack. More now than I think before the pandemic. So um, I think we just need to take care of ourselves first and have the, um, I'd like to call it vulnerability. You may hear the word often lately also. Being vulnerable also is not a bad thing because sometimes people think it is. So it's like being weak or you have so much emotions. But it's the truth. I mean, we are human beings. And if we're, um, our environment puts us in a great stress level, we do feel those emotions. So I think it's just acknowledging where you are at this point. So let's say today at this hour, how do I feel? So do I feel um, tired? Do I feel stressed? Do I feel um, challenged? And do I want to give up? Do, you know, all these feelings. Do I feel sad? So if you um, ask yourself and name the emotion, you can actually, uh, it'll help you get through it. Because a lot of mm. times we avoid it. Eh? And then if you avoid it, the more it festers, the more it stays in you. So, but if you name it, parang you have a hold on it when you yes. name it, right? So if yes. I say, I feel this, I feel sad, I feel angry, I feel frustrated. So um, knowing why, what, what that is, the emotion, that's the first part. The second one is um, asking yourself, why do I feel angry anyway? Why do I feel frustrated? So just sorting that out. So it may be a lot of things. So maybe you want to write that down. So for you to visually see it, it's another way of taking control. So these things I'm teaching you are things that um, can help you take control rather than feel like there's no control. Uh, so simple things you can do. And then, uh, when, when you, and then after that, after finding out where it's coming from, then ask yourself, so what do I need at this point? Do I need to just, you know, uh, maybe take a break? Um, I'm working, but maybe I should take a 10-minute break. I shouldn't force it. Because sometimes people just go and go and go and go. And not realizing what they're feeling inside. It's so difficult. I'm having such a hard time. It's like, no, I shouldn't be. I should be strong. So there are no should be. There's more of where, it's more of a question of where am I now? Where am I now? And meet yourself where you are. Because yeah, I think a lot of people like want to run away from where they are because, of, oh my gosh, I don't want to face it. But not realizing that when you face it head on, the more you have control of that fear, the more you have control of um, what you're running away from if, if you're able to, to name it. So I think it's coming to terms with it. The more you, you talk about it, the more you name it, the more you write it down, then you're able to clearly see like, okay, so this is what I'm going through. I acknowledge it. Um, and then you're able to move into action. But also realizing that it's a process, especially during this time. You can't force yourself to just, I have to be okay. Or I have to do mm. things now. I have to. So you have to just check, check in with yourself. And um, I talked about um, being a friend to yourself. You can be a friend to yourself. Uh, we do have a lot of friends out there. But you also can um, give yourself that self-compassion. You can be a friend to yourself. Because uh, you have the internal resources to be able to give yourself that. So just remember that. And, and it helps you feel less alone. Because 
you're made with that it's born and it's you're you're, you're yeah. born with that and so knowing that you can just call on that and use it anytime thank you that is so 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 refreshing even oh. for me mm-hmm. i don't know i mean what did, you, what did you like about it you said it was refreshing Ah, just really always being vulnerable. And I love what you said about naming it. Uh, it's really like, okay. Because sometimes we have multiple emotions that we can't figure out, right? So like, okay, what am I really feeling? I'm feeling happy, but I'm also feeling anxious. And naming it really allows you to deal with it. I, I, I actually, that's what I love about what you said. Mm. Um, I think, Uh, maybe the reason why also it feels refreshing is that a lot of times we don't acknowledge it. A lot mm. of times we, um, maybe because of the work we do, we have um, different masks also that we wear layers. Um, yeah. We want to be strong. We want to fix things. So, but recognizing that, you know, not all the time I have to be that way. So it, mm. it helps you acknowledge the difficult times. It helps you acknowledge, uh, yeah, where you are and give yourself that comfort. That it's okay, you know. Um, don't need to just uh, pressure yourself all the time. And the more you do that, you're more able to be more authentic. You're able to be more true to yourself. You're able to give yourself what you need. Because maybe um, if you haven't been doing that, you're giving yourself what you don't need. A lot of that can mm. be just unnecessary things. Mm, you're right. You are right. Thank you, thank you, Coach Anda. Very powerful. And I just wanna. Sh- Thank you for just making time. And I know we went a little bit overboard in our time because I was just really enjoying listening to you. But thank you for just being so cool and and just dropping so much wisdom to all that will listen to this podcast. And just, I am grateful. <laughs> and if ever you're wondering, you have already helped me. Even I was just like interviewing you. And I was like, wow, that that is something that I can relate to. That is something I'm going to do later. So mm-hmm. What I'm actually gonna do after this, I'm gonna like write down what are my emotions towards the week because I think I've been very busy, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, why? What did I feel with this task, with this issue? Because sometimes it's just tasks, solution. You're solving tasks, solving problems, and then you can. I personally forget about, um, okay, how did I feel about dealing with that problem? You 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 become a machine that you forget the human um, that is that is a leader and etc. So. Um, that's my take home for today. Mm, I love uh, that because if you're not able to um, take care of yourself that way, how can you also take care of others and the organization that you lead? Yeah. Thank you so much, Coach Anda. And I'm sharing that because I, if I want people who to reach out to you to just get coaching, executive coaching, how can they, can you share about your leadership coaching and how they can avail of it? Um, yeah, just a quick one. So. Uh, Um, so I do executive coaching and I focus on leaders and organizations. So that's usually from um, senior managers and up to the to, to CEO level. And so um, what I like doing is helping you um, and your teams uncover your blind spots and really helping you discover where are your constraints, your own are your pain points, and what will help you grow and and help you um, achieve your goals and vision for for the group and the organization. And the sessions are um, short. Like I, I always like it very efficient. Kasi. So um, I like to focus on just one hour sessions every month. That's easy, right? To do one hour sessions mm-hmm. with specific action steps and specific measures. The reason why it has to be that is because it will help you um, assess yourself. It will help you move forward. It'll help you know where you are and what you need to do to move forward. So that's my uh, philosophy on coaching. Um, but I, I said earlier, like, um, I can be a tough, tough coach, but I'm also very gentle, very warm and compassionate also. So I try to mix both of that. Yeah. So if, if you want to reach me, you can email me at coachandagoseco at gmail.com. So again, that's coachandagoseco, G-O-S-E-C-O at gmail.com. Another option, uh, and I would love that, is to connect with me through LinkedIn, where I post some of my thoughts, articles, ideas, videos, and I think that's how we met as well. Um, my LinkedIn name is Anda Goseco. It's just the same. Nice. Yeah. And then um, another thing that I wanted to say is uh, 
I'm also coming up with a pod podcast and YouTube. It's a passion project for me because I'm going to be interviewing uh, impactful leaders and coaches who are able to help create a great workplace. Because right now, it's all about how do I engage my team? How do I influence them? How do I connect with them? So those are the topics that we're going to be revolving on with that podcast. Wow. Great, 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 great. Thank you, Coach Anda. You are wonderful. So please, everyone, go to her LinkedIn. She's very active there. And also just Google. So I just go Googled Coach Anda and she has a website and everything's there. So you can just coach Google that. So she will appear very first. Um, Thank you, Coach Anda. And I really pray that more leaders would reach out to you. And more leaders means a, a, a better team, a, a livelier team, a happy, and families will be affected by better leaders. So thank you so much for making time. And uh, you want to say anything to finish? Oh, no, I just wanted to thank you also for this opportunity, uh, for asking those questions, because, um, you know, these are the things that I believe in, but it's also a good reminder for me. I mean, as a coach also, um, I, I, I want to do that. I try to do that, but you know, things sometimes get in the way. And there are times that I do am also very, um, like I said, being kind to yourself. But a lot of times I'm, I can be harsh to myself as well. So it's part of being human. But I think the most important part is to always remember that, you know, um, the intention that you want to move forward, that you are really committed to becoming a better person, that you are trying. I think that's most important. And acknowledging your successes and appreciating your journey along the way. Mm. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Coach Anda. So see you again, everyone, to our um, you know, on our next episode. I'm sure you learned a lot, and I pray that you become a better leader. And maybe you're not a senior manager, an executive uh, leader, but you are a leader in your own way. You're leading one person. that You are already a leader. You're actually leading yourself. You're leading your life. So I, I pray that you, you just take whatever you listened to or heard and, and just... Make the best out of your life. And, and I pray for your, the best. I pray for your success. And see you. And the best is yet to come. God bless.